so this is actually a very good point. I was thinking about if we were to actually record a first episode, mm-hmm. one, how does it even start? Right. Uh, and then what is it about? Like, I understand I want to talk about myself, but where do I start? Like, on March 19th, 1996. No, I think we're eating, I feel like we have to preface that we're eating Girl Scout cookies. That's assuming someone's going to listen to this. Yeah. Are you prefacing well, this for yourself? <laughs> yeah, but also, like, speaking into existence, my friend. That's, fair. That's very know? true. Yeah. Um, we're eating Girl Scout cookies. But I think you should share, like, where the passion comes from in wanting to... I think you're a lot more complex than people realize. Ooh. And so I think you should just kind of share where some of that complexity might come from. Drama. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Right. The more shit you go through in life, the more you have to find a way through it. So you have two options when you go through drama. You can you know, lay in like a stationary spot and feeling bad for yourself, watching as every day goes by, gloomy and gray. Or you can say, I don't enjoy this spot. I don't enjoy these feelings. I don't enjoy being sad, angry, mad, spiteful, whatever it may be. And instead, be like, I need to do something about this. And then once you've decided to do something about it, it's how do I go about doing something? Mm -hmm. My way was therapy. I went to a therapist for the first time eight years ago now after a breakup. And that just like opened my eyes to, oh, just by talking about this, I feel better. Yeah. Just by simply letting people know I'm hurting Mm -hmm. and not having someone in my life that would listen I finally had an outlet and just having that outlet, whether they are a friend or a family member or ideally a therapist because they'd have no, you know, like saying anything. Yeah. They're not biased in any way. Right. Like every family member you have, right. They already have a way of dealing with you. Yeah. Whether it's good, bad or sad. And they're, yeah. Yep. So every time you go to someone, you already decide who you're going to go to based on what response you think you're going to get. So you're really doing yourself that much better. Yeah. Right. So I went to therapy thinking, this person is professional, first of all, in this area. She truly knows how to help people. This is her daily living. Right. Um, but also I knew her as a great person because I'd actually trained her prior to that. And she's okay. like this beautiful woman with uh, the most amazing English accent you ever yes. hear. Like I was going to say, wait, this is Teresa, yeah? Yeah. Uh, met Teresa as a client first. Teresa became a close friend through training. And when I went through this breakup, I think it was when I just straight up asked her, like, could we switch over to you being my therapist at this point or my, my life coach? Um, I think she, yes. Or maybe it was like, we stopped training cause she was, I can't remember why, but anyways, she became my therapist and it was hands down the greatest change of events in my life ever. Because she taught me mechanisms for coping that were healthy. For the first time in life, I started to develop healthy coping mechanisms. And I didn't realize what an unhealthy for myself, because everybody is different, um, I didn't know what an unhealthy coping mechanism for myself really was. And throughout life, we all have traumas, and then we all have our ways of coping. We -hmm. develop ways of coping from a very, very young age in life. And at that age, be it zero to one or two to four. I'm just giving random ranges. There are specific ranges based on science that have been proven. I don't know those exact ranges, but another range would be like 
let's say nine to 13 or something like that. And they each imprint on our minds in different ways. And sometimes they're physical, but at those stages, if something, you know, traumatic quote unquote happens to you in your life, you will find a way to cope based on that age or based on your known, uh, experiences. I don't know how else to describe it. So let's say you're really, really young. The only way you can really cope with a bad situation is to cry. Mm-hmm. You got no other abilities. You cry, uh, you scream, you wail. Right. And maybe you're saying I got to poop, but you can't <laughs> say that yet, right? And what if no one changes your diaper? Yeah. That's traumatizing. Yep. Even at that very young age, that's being imprinted. That's what you associate with trauma. Right. right. So you will then find, potentially, this is you know probably overarching here, but let's say that is an example, that is going to forever be, or for a period of time, be your way of getting attention in the moments that you feel pain or need help or feel insecure or unsafe or scared, whatever it may be. So if you, let's say for this example, cried to get attention to get your diaper changed, you may forever like act out or Mm -hmm. be sad or be scared or act with fear in those times where you feel uh, unsafe or insecure. Right. And I did that. And I did that based off of traumas that I experienced at a very young age and nothing wildly crazy. I was very lucky to have a, you know, really loving family who did their absolute best and came from interesting backgrounds and they had their things. And right. It wasn't until later in life that I experienced like really wild shit. Yeah. 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 So I had just developed a way of coping with things that wasn't benefiting my relationships or myself when they were phasing out. It just became toxic. Right. Right. Now, a breakup happens, fast forward, uh, almost, what, eight, nine years, something like that, since therapy session one, <laughs> and when a breakup happens, I'm still fucking sad. Yeah. Like, it still sucks. Right. Uh, it breaks me, in yeah. a way. Yeah. Right? It's emotional. Yeah. But th- at that time, it literally broke me. Yeah. Like, there was times where I felt suicidal. Yeah. Because of a breakup. And I look back now, I'm like, thank God that breakup happened. Yeah. All these amazing, beautiful things. Totally. None of these things that have happened since would ever have happened if I had stayed with that person because it's not in that trajectory of that life. Absolutely. And now I changed my life by leaving that person or they leave me. Mm -hmm. And I found found therapy. Right. For example, right? Yep. So. No, I love that. What do you kind of like recommend, I guess, to those that are looking for therapy because I feel like a lot of times people say you know oh you gotta you know talk around you gotta you know try it out it's people compare it to dating Mm. but you and Teresa yeah well I so I've heard but I also feel like there's this interesting almost like narrative around therapy nowadays I feel like that it's so instantly accessible which I think should be the case but like I think it's opening up a lot of I've just I've heard some really interesting stories about people that have had like bad experiences with like online mental health services oh, and things sure. like that and so I'm almost wondering like what do you recommend to people that are looking for that outlet there's a lot to that just in what you just said yeah so like if we talk about how there could be a lot of negative aspects to searching for therapy right or even the results that you find should you find therapy right yep. um I look at therapy just from my, you know, like small perspective on it because I've only seen or done so much. Right. I've only ever had one therapist. They just happen to be like the most beautiful person. A great on earth. fit. Right. Yeah. 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 But that's because, just like you said, they're a great fit. Yeah. So she is such a great fit for me, just like in a relationship, I would find someone who's great for Who's me. great. Yes. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to 
stay with someone who's not a good fit for me. I'm blessed in a way that I found someone who fits perfectly with my... Totally. Or she's just really that good. Right. Which I think she actually is. <laughs> yeah, that, it's a little totally bit honest. Like, I have sent I get her on eventually. all of my clients that need She's help. awesome. I mean, she's, she's yeah, amazing. She's spectacular. She's changed lives uh, within days. Yeah. Literally within days. Like someone could have just had an epiphany yeah. in a session. And it happens. And that's not to take, or say to everybody, like, this is going to happen. Yeah. This is what therapy is because it's not. It right. takes years. I was going to say it takes, I think that's where people get confused with the sense that yeah. it takes, it takes a little bit of time. It takes time. But I also want you to touch on like other, you know, therapy isn't the only option and I think you're one of the best people to Well, but even to stick to the therapy that. topic though. Yeah. Like, I think it goes back to our culture right now. Easy, fast, totally. now. Right? Yep. Uh, Everything's on demand. We are the TikTok society. Yes. Right now. Yeah. And it's tough. What that means is more a short attention span than anything. That's not a knock on TikTok because there's a lot of great information. There's a lot of fun. There's a lot of culture. There's a lot yeah. of experience. State of, uh, how do I even say it? Like society, I guess, in America right now of wanting things faster and cheaper right. and all that, which is understandable. Like we, we all want certain things. We all mm-hmm. wish we could have them. And if we can get them for less money, great. Right. That's awesome. Right. And if we get them in less time, that's freaking great too. Like that is awesome. It feels good. Yeah. Um, but at some point that understanding of things or yeah. that belief system does get you in trouble. Totally. Right. Because there will be a, a point where you're like, well, I'm not happy with this. It was so easy. Yeah. When do we plateau? Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think the plateau is happening yeah, yeah. Uh, for a lot of people, yeah. especially. I agree. And the only way to get out of that plateau is like chipping away at your algorithm. You mm-hmm. have to do the work. You have to start to step yeah. outside of your comfort zone, step totally. outside of the ease of the life you've created. Well, I think that's like the most, I think that's the biggest misunderstanding people have about it is that like they, it can be used as such a tool. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you utilize the algorithm to work for you, you know what oh. I mean? Like by about that specifically. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in searching, for specific but things even or life, like people don't realize we are algorithms. Yeah, no, totally. Right? We are a series of checks and balances every yeah. single day that imprint on us over time based totally. on the Well think about like a habit. A habit is an algorithm. You know what I mean? Yeah, well so like if we get up out of bed every single day yep. and we take the same five steps to go to the bathroom yeah. and we wash with the same soap in the same spot. In the same, yeah. Right? Just to start. And then yeah. throughout the day, obviously that continues. Like we take the same car to the same spot. We yeah. take the same turns. We talk to the same people. We eat the same food. All of a sudden we've reached <laughs> an algorithm. Yeah. We're becoming more and more efficient in our daily patterns to refine them as much as possible. Yeah. To create the least amount of struggle. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. That's right. very easy to do. Yeah. And it's very easy to get lost into that process. Right. Um, especially if things that are good come from time to time. Totally. You find happiness in the people you talk to. You find a TV show that you really like. Um, you go to the gym and hit a PR. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go out on the weekends and you enjoy all your time with your uh, peers and all that stuff. A lot of really good stuff is based around that lifestyle. Right. Uh, my only thought is there could be more. Mm-hmm. And that's where I started to diverge. Like when I started to have right. that thought of there could be more. What else is out there? What else is out there? Yeah. What outside of this pattern that I've kind of created for myself? And even from the start, I've had a very abnormal like life, if you will, mm-hmm. because I went into modeling really early, and that led me all over the world at a time where almost every single one of my friends is getting engaged and married yeah. after they're graduating from their colleges. Right. So I went completely divergent, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it just created a level of experiences for me, but then I 
realized like I was training every day. I was working out every day. I was thinking the same things every day, watching the same shows every day. Right. So there's still a lot of pattern to my life that wasn't bringing joy or happiness. Right. Um, and I was depressed because a lot of horrible things happened in my modeling career. Um, and then I had a breakup when I got back, like instantaneously, and the broke foot and all that stuff to bring it all back full circle. I was like, therapy is the only option. There's mm-hmm. got to be something else. So I just mm-hmm. asked the question first, what else yeah. is out there? And to me it was trying to find a route to happiness again. Right. And maybe what I've been doing isn't working. Right. So there's no harm. There's no uh, bad mm-hmm. in just trying something new. And totally. that new for me was therapy. Right. And the moment I went to therapy, it all changed. And it, it like forever has changed. And I am in a way better place now. Like if I were to take the relationship I just had and how it ended versus the relationship that I had in 2014 and how it ended, the way in which I dealt with those two relationships right. was two different people. Co- yeah. Completely yeah. different people. The same level of love and hope and like dreams for the future because right. I've always wanted a wife. I've always wanted a family. Right. I've always wanted a true love that I can just like walk down the street holding hands with enjoying that moment yeah. with that person. Yeah. And in both instances, I felt like that might be that person. In both instances, they were taken from me, quote unquote, right? Yeah. Like just that relationship ended. Right. And with that end of the relationship is all the promise of future. Mm-hmm. And the moment that promise of future is gone, your entire world is shaken. Right. Right? Because that, like, we are these creatures of habit that are trying totally. to simplify and make things easier. And we've planned an entire life around this person. Yes. And with that life comes all these predictions. Mm-hmm. And those predictions all went with that person too. Totally. All my safety, all of my comfort, all of my hopes. Right. All Everything. the future dreams that I implemented or like implemented that in my thoughts. Right. Right. Go on. But now it's just like, okay. Yeah. That sucks. What did I... Cry a couple times. Yeah. Talk to my therapist a few more times yeah. than usual. <laughs> um, probably smoke some herb. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell people that, but we're going to tell people that. We're being honest, so I'm going to tell people that's out there. Right. And uh, go for a walk. Yeah. Think about life. Yeah. Feel the energy of the space that I'm in and what it's telling me. Totally. Like, is is there happiness around me or is it in me? Yep. And if it's in me, how do I get it out? Uh-huh. Breathe fresh air. Totally. Right? Eat good food. Um, get good sleep. Yep. Do things that are going to benefit my body because my body's taking care of my mind that's going off the rails right now. Yeah, I'm such a big proponent of that. In as many ways I can. It's like the only thing that's going to get you through is like your, you know what I mean? The body that you go to bed with every day. Well, when the body takes care of the mind, the mind will reciprocate. Totally. Right? And then when the mind takes care of the body, the body will reciprocate if we allow it. But if the mind is struggling and yeah. like I my my mind is telling me I don't feel good. Yeah. I'm scared, I'm sad, I'm hurt, whatever it is. And then we go and eat a bunch of high like sugar foods with no like vitamin mineral content and we like just chug a bunch of caffeine, which is a stimulus, yeah. which causes a lot of adrenaline. And <coughs> if you have long term adrenaline, it turns into cortisol, which turns into fatigue. Sadness, yeah. depression. I would love for you to talk a little yeah. bit about, not only we're kind of go, going that way, like talking about how all of your, you know, nutrition does relate to that. Because I love hearing you talk about 
Ooh, this is good. Yeah, I, I love. You've got so many amazing thoughts, and I'll even text you randomly and be like, "I need an idea of what to add." Like, you're very passionate about it, and so I think that's also kind of takes us back a little bit to like where the conception of this podcast came from, and yeah. wanting to just let people stories tell their stories yeah. and and speak about their passions. Um, asking questions. Yeah, asking questions. But so, talk a little bit about your. I want you to talk about that first, and then we can... So, yeah, the, the very first thought that comes to mind when you say that was, where did the desire to learn about nutrition start? Yes. Yeah, take because, it back from the beginning. Yeah, I think. so I'll, I'll just say straight up, when I was 20 years old, I was walking down on State Street with my buddy Matt, and he and I decided to go to the all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet for four ninety nine. <laughs> And we ate all we could eat. Uh-huh. Like we were 20 years old, like young, growing men. <laughs> we ate a lot <laughs> of freaking food. We could eat. Yeah. <laughs> and came out feeling so sick. Yeah. And we walked past um, uh, an agency, like a modeling agency. Okay. And uh, like, I do not feel well at this point. Like, it's yeah. just a lot of very heavy food. Right. And uh, delicious. Like, it, freaking delicious. Yeah. Very heavy. <laughs> and... Uh, He's like, I dare you to go in there and just try to be a model. I was like, no? sure. Like, just think like, this will never happen. Yeah. Like, whatever yeah. reason. And uh, we walked in there and they're like, yeah, come back in like wow. a week or two. Let's do a test shoot. <laughs> and so I did. And then the test shoot was like, for whatever reason, like something clicked in my mind when that happened. It was like, oh, I can do more yeah. with my life. And that wasn't like, that wasn't doing anything different right. than anybody else. Right. It was just like. Oh, I'm not doing something with this, right now. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. Right. And yeah. It stumbled upon me. Right. And I was like, okay, how well can I do this? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I need to start getting fit. I need to start changing my hair, changing my style. I need to fit in with this, you know, crowd or culture that I'm now okay. trying to be a part of. So I saw all these models that had eight pack abs. Yeah. <laughs> and with eight pack abs, there must be something special that they're doing with their diet. Right. Like they must be eating chicken and steak all yeah. the time. Or they must be, like, smoking cigarettes and, like, not eating anything all the time. It's, like, my thought process. I don't know. Um, The world of modeling was so skewed at that time, like, what we thought people did. Interesting. And uh, so I got into it with no clue and just did what I thought was best. Right. And that was remove all food. Okay. Right? I I just either didn't eat or when I did eat, I would go puke it up the moment I was in, like, a safe space. Yeah. Uh, my roommate that I had, this gal who lived in the other room for two years, never knew that I did this. Wow. I would come home after a late night and just go to my bathroom and quietly let it out. Wow. Uh, I would make sure to drink a bunch of fluids first, so that way it would be like coming out easier. Yeah. There's no gagging and stuff, right? Yeah. It became a process. And there was a point where even like, I was like, do I need to hide this more? Like, should I start putting it in buckets? Yeah. And like hiding it in my room? And wow. that's when I was like... This is a problem. That's the, yeah. Right. The, this is a problem. So that was the, the first, flags. right. That was the yeah. first red flag that I had in that. The very first. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, I didn't do that part, but it kept going. And I remember one time, like I went and had a bunch of pizza with Matt again okay. later on. <laughs> and afterwards I went out behind the fence, like I have to go pee, but instead I went and threw it up. Wow. Okay. Like, what am I doing, dude? Yeah. Have that so, moment of like, what's that going was on? The, that was the next moment because yeah. it wasn't all the moments. It wasn't well, that's what you moment. said earlier about, you know, sometimes you think you've hit that moment. Right. And then you're you, like, you keep oh. thinking you are. Right. And then no. something else happens. Yeah. And something else in life will always happen. But the next one that happened for me for this was I was at now my brother's house 
And again, like no one in my life knew this. Wow. I hit it so well. And so it's never like, how dare they not be there for me? Because mm-hmm. they didn't know. Yeah, they had no um, idea. Yeah. I would never put that on to anybody. But when I talk about where I was, I hope they know that's not their fault. Yes. Yeah. This is something I was going through at the time that they could do nothing about. Had, yeah. Right? They, they would have had no way yeah, of And they were, they were loving me as much as they knew how to love me for 100%. the things they thought I needed, right? Right. So, and for the things that they knew. Yeah. So anyways, all that to say, I was at my brother's house watching a football game and we're drinking beer and eating like brats and burgers, things yeah. like that. Something that in my mind I know is not healthy, but I don't know why. Yeah. Um, I know it's not going to get me to the goals that I had. Right. But at the time, the thought was still that puking food up was uh, the only safer yeah. right? or better for me. Yeah. So I leave the house and I'm driving my car down the street and I finally get up to like nowhere. I'm in the middle of the countryside. I'm like, I'm safe here. Get out of the car. It's February, January, wow. something like that. It's like negative five out. Yeah. I make myself puke in the middle of the road and I see a car turn down the road. And my instant thought is, that's a cop. He's going to see me puking. I'm going to go to oh, jail yeah. for being drunk, drunk, even though I'm not drunk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What am I doing to my life right now? Yeah. Like, holy shit, get in the car and go. And then it's just this fear of like, well, he sees me jump in the car. Is he going to come after me now? Is he going to see me as I go it's, past? Now it's, it's like, become a whole it's thing. It's a freak out. Yeah. Like, what does this do to the rest of my life, my career, my family? They're going to see that I just drunk drove home when I didn't. Yeah. Like, I'm, I now have a record. And all this is going through my head, and then the car passes, and it's not even a freaking cop. Yeah. It's just some random person. It's like a minivan. <laughs> but it was like that come-to-Jesus moment where something had to happen, yeah. where it's like, what the F am I doing? Yeah. This is not good. This right. is not... This doesn't feel right. No. It's not to say it was bad or wrong or anything, because this is what I was doing at the time. is what I knew. Right. I hope that if someone hears this, they know that they can do better for themselves. Yeah. Uh, but what they're doing is not wrong. Yes. Right? It's just that is what you're doing to cope again in that time. It's what you're doing to do what you think is right. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I was doing. I thought it was being healthy. Yeah. And it really came to a moment where I was like, this is not normal for me to be doing. And it's definitely not healthy. I need to change. Absolutely. So within like a couple of days, um, you know, I say now, like the very next day, but I don't actually remember when it was. I knew when like my mind was ready. Yeah. I enrolled in nutrition class. Okay. Uh, at Madison Area Technical College. Cool. And started my path of discovery of clinical nutrition. Nice. And then clinical nutrition led to uh, my first job as a trainer. First job as a trainer led to managing, and then managing led to I love this career. Yeah. And so on, many, many, many years later. Yeah. So like that one door. Right. Led to all these other Opened doors. Opened so many. And others. now my entire life is based around it's, health, fitness, yeah. and nutrition. Yep. Like I own gyms. I talk to people every single day. It is my life's blood yeah right totally but it came from the darkest place right puking on the side of a road yeah with a cop coming to arrest me and send me to jail and ruin the rest of my life and that was like holy fuck yeah something What's so going I'm gonna like cry right now just think about it yeah, that's, it's that I love well I love when you say like there yeah you gotta the wait beautiful until, things yeah come out of the darkest places. Yeah, 100%. That will always be the case. In life. Yeah, yeah. You will not know how beautiful life can be right. until you've been in those really dark places. 1,000%. And what's wild about like my life, and this is why like, I want to do this podcast, right. I'm going to cry. <laughs> but, <laughs> Let it out. This is, out good. this is like my therapy. Yeah. Right uh, I think, no, it's good. I think people got to really know why. Shit in my life. Yeah. 
and it like a lot of people see me and they talk to me and they don't they couldn't they don't imagine get it. it yeah so. yeah but there's some really fucking dark things that have happened right and uh, I was really blessed that most of it didn't happen until I was old enough and strong enough to deal with to it. handle it yeah the majority of people in this world aren't that lucky. aren't that lucky yeah they are born right into struggle yeah they are raised in struggle and not saying one is the other or they're like all the same like some people have really hard uh, infancies uh, yeah. or even like in utero yeah uh, we're imprinted with things that happened while our grandmothers were pregnant with our mothers you said that before and I just I find that so fascinating it's trying to, like so yeah. everybody's born with different uh, challenges mm-hmm. in life there is in my mind no challenge that outweighs another yeah. or will ever like be worse or better than the other because to that person it is all they know yes Okay, we can look back now knowing worse things that there have been things that could be worse. Yeah. But to that person in that moment, they weren't. They, yeah. Right? Absolutely. So we have to have grace for totally. everybody knowing where they came from, the dark places that they came from. Right. And just understand that we don't understand what yeah. people are going through yeah. ever. Never. Yeah. And if we try and say that our struggle is harder or our struggle is easier or our like... I don't know, experiences are more important, yeah. it will never work. It defeats the purpose. Okay? They may be yeah. all those things, right. right? But it will never benefit the person who needs the help. Yes. Right. I completely agree. So that's kind of a great place to say, like, that is why I want to do these podcasts. I was going to say. These oh, stories. Yes. Right? I want to ask people questions about their lives, see what they've experienced. Yep. And maybe I can extract, or they can just do it themselves, pull something from that life experience yeah. to help someone else who's going through it now 100%. or could in the future. And if I we can build a toolbox of things to cope and yep. deal better with the things that we've seen and done and felt, the sky's the limit for so many people. Absolutely. Daisy is just like, <laughs> dying to go poop. Right now. No, oh, is like, she? I can't see her. Yeah, she's begging to go poop. <laughs> <laughs>